Pod. Welcome to another episode of Finding My Fit at 40. Hello. Slightly different variation. That was good. That I was try good. the variations. As I'm doing it, I'm going, how should I? This It's the you musical brain of my. No, I could see the yeah. thought process going on. You're like, how should I do this different? Yes. By b- doing it very little different. Very little different. That's kind of accentuate okay. different Because <laughs> I don't words. want people to listen and be emphasis. like, wait, is this the same pod? In different yes. places. Put the wrong emphasis yeah. the in emphasis. different places. Okay, how would you do it, Mike? Hello. Okay. Do it like you're mimicking Victor, though. No, no. but... Okay. <laughs> I did that once. Yeah, I did, you that, did that, once. that once. No, see, I would probably come across a little more scientifical. Oh, okay? scientifical. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Finding My Fit at 40 podcast. See, it was slightly... Sounds like NPR. That sounded very much like it NPR. It sounds a little boring. Yeah. Damn it, it, that right. sounds like you a You guys pod. are so right you about go real that. Wide, Chris, like, your turn. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Finding My Fit at 40 podcast, starring... Mikey Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I think was, I'm going to stick with good. mine. I oh, think I'm going to stick okay. with mine. That's yeah. fine. I mean, <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't sang it coming in. Oh, Victor, what an idea, Michael. Uh, mm. Welcome to another episode. We are glad you are here with us again for another chat about fitness. Chat. Uh, I know they're not always about fitness. Like today, we're going to talk about something that I saw online and shared with these lovely folks. On the World Wide Web? By the way, that's Chrissy. That's Mike. They're here today, as always. Well, not always. Mike likes to leave us Yeah, Michael. I mean, how often does that really happen? I mean, often enough that Chrissy and I have had to do podcasts by ourselves. How many? By ourselves. Lamenting. How many podcasts? Lamenting. We, we like hold back the tears while we're talking. We do. It's it so is. sad. It's aggressive. It and also, we it don't is. have anyone to ask our questions to. So. <laughs> that is usually what I'm like, <laughs> Usually, we talk. And then we're hold like, on. We're texting think, Mike our questions. Right, basically, we're like, oh, too bad Mike's coming. not here. He would probably have the answer. Mike would probably say, <laughs> if Mike were here, he would say this. That's usually. Then you say it in Mike's voice. We should get. Remember those bracelets does back my in the day? That was WWJD. What would you yeah. Do. We need WWMD. Oh. What would Mike do? Yeah. Right. Or say. Mike would say. What would Mike say? I WWMS. have urine, and then he would run yeah. out of the room. Uh, <laughs> okay. I walked briskly every <laughs> one of those times. It's never been a running emergency. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I was on the internet, and I saw this video. It was Jerry Seinfeld. I would ask you to say it again, Mike. He was saying it really weird in Seinfeld. I don't think he was. Seinfeld? Seinfeld? <laughs> He's in a field of signs. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld was on, um, I'm blanking, what was this guy? Yeah, Howard, uh, Howard Stern. Howard Stern, there you go. He was on Howard Stern's show, and Howard Stern was asking him about basically his creative life, and he basically says that he's always working and that he lives this tortured life of he's constantly looking for material, and Howard Stern kind of dug into the fact of <laughs> It's so it seems so tortured that you're always constantly working and your brain's just constantly going in that realm. And Seinfeld's reaction is what I want to talk about. He responded and said it is very tortured, but that's what life is, isn't it? Isn't life all about finding the torture that you're comfortable with? Whether that be your wife, 
He, that's, these are his words. Uh, I think he said marriage. He did say marriage. Did he yeah. say marriage? Yeah. Well, that would be a wife for him. So I just I kind know, of assumed I just by feel her. Like it feels like you're really you signaling know. out the wife and yeah, rather yes. than the relationship with it, marriage. I, that's why I was trying to say it was his words because it was ma- from his point of view. But okay, he said marriage. So <laughs> marriage, whatever. <laughs> marriage, kids, the gym. And that's what he said. Your the gym. job, yeah. Right. Your See, job. So we're tying like, it all oh. into fitness. You know, See obviously. how we did? Yeah. Yeah. So it's finding that tortured life that's comfortable for you. And it kind of resonated a little bit with me. And I want to, we didn't talk about it yet. So I've had, I sent the video to my, my lovely compadres here. And they watched it before we started. And I kind of want to get your reactions. I have my own opinions. I, which, which I want first, and then we'll, we'll kind of go around. Okay. So I want you to tie that into not just life in general, but also your life and how, how that resonated with you. So I feel like we almost talk about that. And now, it resonated with me because I, we say all the time about lifting how like it sucks, and it's hard, and it's heavy, and it is not exactly the thing you want to do all the time. There's never a moment where you're like, yay, let's lift as much weight as I can today. Although... Sometimes there is, and I feel like that's the comfortability. Is that a word? Comfort. That's the comforting. Comfortability. Comforting Comfortability. Yeah. That is the comforting feeling of the lifting, of the doing, is that you're finding what torture you're comfortable with. I feel like in my own personal experience, my job has a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Where everybody's like, oh, it must be so nice being a musician. You get to play music for a living. And I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. But I also drive an hour and a half plus uh, sometimes each and every gig. Takes an hour for me to set everything up. Takes 30 minutes for me to set everything down. And I'm constantly on. And it's a grind. And sometimes I'm doing doubles. Sometimes I'm, uh, there were times that I was doing triples. I don't do those anymore. But I used to do. And my voice is destroyed most of the time because I'm. I mean, it's a little worn, tired now. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but my voice is tired because we're in the midst of season for me and I'm singing a lot. So it's very much a grind. It's tough, but it's my tough. It's my tortured life that I'm comfortable with and enjoy. I enjoy that torture, which it would be torturous for somebody else. But for me, it's my comfort. It's my torture that I have grown accustomed to. So, and now in the gym, I'm finding... I had this image of the gym and working out that sound ridiculously torturous. And I was like, no, I don't want that. And that's what I've always had in my brain. Mike reprogrammed me. Mm-hmm. And we got Beep, to a boop, point. Boop. Yeah, just like that. I'm R2D2, apparently. <laughs> um, he reprogrammed my brain and my thought process that now I found something that I'm comfortable with. It's still torturous for somebody and it still technically is my torture, but it's my torture that I've come comfortable and enjoy that I've gotten results. And so this statement of that kind of really resonated about finding your torture respond. I don't think I like the word torture. Okay. Why not? Well, because I feel like if I think about the definition of torture, I think generally from our day-to-day, we're living like... I mean, yes, there are things in our lives that we enjoy less than other things, but I'm not sure that I would consider them torture. No, I, I think he was playing it fast and loose with the uh, English language there. So let's yeah. let's bring it on down to just put it at a discomfort level. Yeah. Um, but I think... I still I like that. that I, I don't know. I know for me, it resonated. Yeah, yeah, I like and that. I'll, and I'll come back yeah. around to that, too. Yeah, so yeah. I just want okay. yeah, yeah. to be able to Yeah, for me, I feel like the word is less, is it torturous? Because I feel like there's like so many other things I'd rather not be doing. Right. Um, but I think that he's right. There has to be a level 
of of something that you you need to do, whether it's your job or you need to work on your marriage or you have to raise your kids or you have to go to the gym or whatever the thing is that you have to do that might come with a level of uncomfortable, right? But yeah, you kind of find your peace with that. And um, so I kind of get where he's coming from. And, and I think that we all kind of have that a little bit. I think I'm at the point now where like, for me, yeah, there's days that I don't really feel like working out, but it's never like in a point where I'm like, this is torture, you know, because you become comfortable with your. <laughs> yeah, culture. I guess so. I, you know, and I, I think you're right. Like back in the day, the idea of getting into the gym was more torturous. So like, like you just become more and more and more comfortable with this concept that at once maybe was less appealing. Yeah. Like if you're thinking about what you're doing now compared to where you started, you're starting, you would see what you're doing now and be like, no effing way. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so you become more and more comfortable with your torture and you've got to find the torture that's comfortable for you. I like the idea of torture. Yeah. Cause it, it it's the idea of it's something that feels so awful, but it has become more obtainable and less awful for you because you've become more comfortable with it. So like that, I, I, I like the dichotomy of that where the torture versus and, and I can, comfortability. I can see that with your personality. You resonate yeah. with, with this big wall that needs to be kind of attacked and then you sort of chip away at it and then you have your level of, of torture slash... Speaking of torture, I forgot to turn my phone off. Discomfort that you're willing to deal with. Yeah, I think... Yeah. I don't know. So a lot of those things that he mentioned are like just things that I feel like you have to do. And like, for me, like my mental health depends on the fact that I do those things that I work on my relationship, that I outline the work that I have to do in my day to day life in a way that it's achievable and manageable because like I, I don't go to a nine to five, right? Like I set my own schedule. So I have to definitely do that in the oh, right yeah. way, you know? Um, and if I don't, but for some people that's super torturous. Yeah. And it is, it's, it, it took, I mean, I literally had to go to therapy to figure out how to like, you know, get my life on a, on a, way that I could handle, that I could manage. So it was it was definitely more torturous than um you know something about having a scheduled life where someone tells you that you have to be See to me here that's at this torturous. So, so, and it, it, I hated that too. Yeah. And I, I don't it feels stupid to complain about like being your own boss, but it is hard to maintain your schedule because you are the only one holding you to the standard, you know, and of I think getting all the these point. things done. Yeah. It's that it it's all torturous. Everything in life I I I maybe that's I'm just at this point in my life where I'm like I've realized I'm trying to be more compassionate in general to people and understanding that everybody has their demons. Everybody has their struggles. And so life is torturous for everybody, but it's trying to get by. Our tortures are different. So the idea of a nine to five to me was absolutely torturous. The fact that I had to be there, I had, I am not good with authority. I do not do, I do not play well with others in that respect. Especially if I have somebody above me who we've all been there. Mm-hmm. We have a boss who we think is an idiot. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. Or and you just feel like, how is this person trying to tell me what to do? And I struggle with that a lot. Um, so I decided to cut that out and just become that guy. And now being that guy and running a business, I see the other side a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So like I we. I work at food service forever, and you guys, you, mm-hmm. you own a restaurant, so bar restaurant, so you do and food service. And I eat food, still. so I can totally relate. Yeah, totally, hundred percent. Yeah. Have you ever worked in food service, yeah. like at all? Yeah, you'd have. Yeah, so my one of my first jobs. Oh, so but so I, I think everyone should have to work in food service, hundred percent, and everybody anyway. should do a year or two in the military as well. Oof, I think both that. of those things where you get 
access to all the people and how stupid they can be and how awesome they can be, and then military for some sort of regimen, routine, and learning more exposure to different people outside of like where you were raised. Like a whole year or like a boot camp? No, I think one or two years where yeah, you go agree. to a different a place years. out of your state. You get. I, th- I think there would be... That le- would be huge. Mm-hmm. I, I would be totally behind... Because so many people have never left the 30-mile radius. Correct. And do you, do you understand how many racial tensions would be lowered when you get mm-hmm. outside of your tiny bubble, get exposed to more people and see that we are all fucking working together? Yeah. We are all the same in terms of basic human rights we deserve, intelligence, ability to succeed, et cetera, et cetera. Like getting outside of your bubble where, you know, that kind of hatred and, and shit could manifest, you now go to different places and work with different people. I think that would be fucking huge. Yeah. But I'm sorry, carry on. No, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm so, like, into this train of thought now, yeah, that idea that I'm like, oh, screw what we were talking yeah. about before. This is huge. <laughs> but that, like, legit, I, I feel like that's one of the biggest things where people, like, elected officials, they're like, oh, I'm so mad about that. I'm like, you know there's more than just your hometown that yeah. you need to worry about that they're and so that's what i was saying though about the the food service stuff too i guess i will tie it back in is when you're a server you complain about your management and you're like oh i can't believe they do this blah blah, blah. and i've seen it time and time and time again they get promoted because they've been there a while and then they become the person that they were mad about yep Oh, yeah. Well, I had to go through this, so now everybody else is going to go through this. Well, not even that. That is they, a function. That may not be what yeah, you're talking about, what but you're that's, saying. that's that, what creates the bad leaders. What I mean it more so, though, is once they get to the other side, they realize, oh, this is why they were doing yep. this. Oh, I was a really shitty employee. Oh, okay. Holy I crap. I was the issue, not them wanting this done. Now I get why. And they become that person because you realize that it's a different torture being on, like I have to make this whole ship run. Like I can't even imagine have like you have employees, Chrissy, and mm-hmm. I can't even imagine the idea. I mean, I run a band and I feel like I, I always, all the time equate being in a band to having multiple girlfriends or multiple significant others. In my case, it would be girlfriends, obviously um, not obviously, but you know what I mean? <laughs> um, obviously. <my> yeah. <laughs> Um, but having multiple significant others and at the same time and trying to juggle all of them, that's what being in a band is like. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, yeah. it's hard because you want to give them all the things that they want and you want them to be happy. Well, you this, do. Not all people. But at the same time, you're running do. a business. So it's like becomes this very fine line juggle when also like we're very close with our employees. They're all really awesome. And so like it, it's they all generally have good ideas and we love to take their feedback and like run with it and make things fucking happen. But at the end of the day, some things we can't fucking do. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just like... So I think, I think what, what you're roundtable <laughs> yeah. into and you're talking about the good side of transitioning into management where you now see, oh shit, this person was doing things the way they needed to be done. I wasn't carrying my end, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's the difference between a good leader and a bad leader. And I think by definition, you know, good leaders, alphas, people that rise to the top, those are going to be less plentiful than the people who are not going to do as good of a job or naturally be good leaders. I don't, I, I get what you're saying, but I'm not even saying, I, I just mean it in terms of, I can't even tell you how many times I've heard people, mainly in food service, I've worked in food service for so long, um, that it was a lot of people being like, oh, if I'm the, I would never do that if I was a manager. I would never, and then they become the manager and they're like, oh, I have to do this. I hear you. But I, I have in, to get, in, the, I don't want to have to do this. But I, guys, come on! I have, yeah. I have to be this person. And now. I don't, I don't think food yeah. service has to be that different from, you know, the rest. I don't of, think it's the different rest from of anything else. Well, this is my yeah. point. Like I've seen yeah. enough people who end up making rank, 
and don't have enough empathy or foresight to, to look at the people, and they do have that same mentality of, well, I had to go through this the way it's always been done, so this is the way I'm going to do it. Well, okay, but you could have taken those things and now put yeah, that was your opportunity a better practice <laughs> in, in effect. And you can be like, why is this guy acting out? This guy's a fucking asshole. Like, just get him on out of here or, or whatever. Or you could be, all right, what, where's this coming from? Let, let's have a quick chat. What's going on? And I if mean, there's still nothing going on and you're an asshole, great, that, that's a thing. But I think more often than not, digging a little deeper into that empathetic side that we all say, have empathy. some access to. Yeah. Some, obviously, some are better than others. I've, I've had to work for it. But you, you can get way more out of people by, by approaching from that aspect as opposed to just perpetuating that, that negative cycle. Michael, I want to hear your thoughts on the... Nice job bringing it back around. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, torturous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, when I saw that video, a few things pegged out to me. Now, the way Seinfeld had phrased it was that, you know, since he was 21 years old, he has been looking at going through life every second of every day. It's like, oh, can I use this? Oh, so the stickers on the back of vehicles, or, and, you know, what can I do here? And so now at his current age of, I don't know, 50-something, whatever. Probably something maybe like six, that. I don't yeah. know. He, but he's like, I'm still doing the exact same thing. And it was Howard Stern who kicked out the term torture. And then that pushed Steinfeld yeah, onto yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, it's, it's, you know, getting to that, that torture level of comfort. But I think, and I, I, I saw this happen with you because you've, you've latched onto this term. Because you're torturing me. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you saw this happen with me because you tortured me and no. now I'm comfortable with it. I'm a torturer. I think a lot of people, when they save, see videos of successful, highly intelligent people, they will immediately adopt those terms because you can see where he's coming from. You can see the ideal that he's putting out and you can find the merit in the statement. Um, and I think it's very easy to forget that Seinfeld is a very, very successful, highly intelligent human who has been doing this for years. So what we're going to call what he is doing in actuality is obsessive behavior. Like yeah. that is not most people at that level have some sort 100%, of obsession. Hundred like, percent. To be that successful, that's what. Like, I mean, we make fun of like the Justin Bieber's of the world and all these people, but their work ethic and obsession is so ridiculous that like they talk about grinding before I said before, like they grind so hard. I will never be that great because I am not that obsessive. I will never put that much effort. (laughs) I I mean, I want, I'm going to put plenty of effort in things that I want to do for sure. But my, my life, and I've said this before one, I don't really want to use the word torture. I didn't know that until to listen to you talk Mm -hmm. and start to downgrade it because you look at any, you looked at Chrissy when you said that this is an audio podcast. When you say you, there's two of us in this room. Yeah, but they couldn't hear me point. They couldn't hear you point at her. It's a loud pointer too. I am a very loud point, very aggressive. So (laughs) there, there are way worse things going on to people in the world. And for us to, to sit here in a non-obsessive way and, and, you know, kind of, I think we're, I think words are important. And so for us to put anything in our category under the, the torture category, I've, I've mentioned this before when it comes to making your life uncomfortable on purpose, which is working out, which is dieting effectively yeah, comfort or kills, feeding your right? body for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah comfort kills. Um, you make yourself uncomfortable on purpose. That's that's also the ice baths or, or staying in the sauna even longer or stretching or when really you don't want to. really progressive overload in any way, right? Who taught you? Oh my that? God, this oh. guy's handsome I, and bald. It just you warmed my heart. <laughs> so I think seeking out discomfort so that when we do have our off time, we are more comfortable. And then when the extremes happen to us, we are more durable. Adapted. We're more adapted yeah. for that. Yeah. So, so for me, it's less about 
the torture that I'm comfortable with. Because even in a relationship, I, I don't, I don't know that it has to be as hard. Yeah, I gotta tell you that I would not define my relationship as torturous. It's so easy. Right. <laughs> and, and do you know why it's why relationship is easy? And I, I learned maybe this. Maybe we should get Aaron's opinion. I learned this way. <laughs> yeah, way right. yeah. Maybe his view is a little different. <laughs> he's like, really? He's the tortured one. <laughs> I learned this way on in life. There is way less. Um, oh, shit. I just spaced on the word. Sorry. When sorry. you're working together, cohesion. Compromise. Compromise. Thank you for the C word. You're yeah. welcome. It's That's the good C word. Not the, not the there's, there's less no. compromise <laughs> needed when two people are willing to let the other person be who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if one person wants to go golf, but they're all taking care of everything else at home, like, fuck it, let, let them go golf. Like, why can, why can I not just let them go fun just because I don't have anything fun right now? Yeah. Or if you want to go hang out with your girlfriends and I kind of just want to sit at home. Like, there should be no judgment either way. Let each other be each other. And there's rarely ever a time that compromise needs to happen. Now, I mean, of course, you complicate things with kids and things like that. You know, like, that I can't speak on. Yeah. yeah that I can't speak on. I'm sure that makes but things more difficult. But even having, I mean, okay, so your relationship, I'm going to, Chrissy, I'm directing yeah, this. Pick on me. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm yep. going to, not pick on you, but I'm just, I, I, to okay. go off of what you said is, so you said it's really easy. Yeah. Okay, so do you ever get frustrated with Aaron? I'm sure occasionally, but it's never like anything that's important. You know what I mean? But that's not what I asked. Do you ever get frustrated with something he like anything that he does or something he does not just, do? Just go with the yes. Sure. Yeah. yeah I feel so like, where are you sure. going with this? Yeah. That is the torture. And that's what I'm saying. Is that uncomfortable to me? This is what I, my explaining to me. This is how I, I view this is being like what you're saying is nothing significant. To somebody else, that becomes something that's yeah. A, but I, th- a br- I think getting law. frustrated with someone is a whole different scenario, right? Like, do I get mad at him for something? Not really. Is it frustrating that he leaves the closet door wide open and I have to close it? Yeah, but choose your fucking battles. I do not give a fuck and about honestly, that. that <laughs> yeah. and honestly, but somebody that else need to be a battle. There are irrational things that come on because yeah. like Aaron's because I'm sure that I do dumb shit too. So it's like, what is the point? Why right. do I care? But you're also so you're com- This is so confusing. This is relationship fitness, everybody. Yeah. Relationship <laughs> fitness. <laughs> but I feel like this applies to everything. It it's does. finding it those does. things that make it, to me. I mean, I can bring it back to fitness and mm-hmm. the same realm of like where we talk about all the time is finding the workouts that work for you. If yeah. you don't enjoy that workout, don't do it. That's the same thing with the relationships. You're Aaron is not the first relation. I'm assuming Aaron is not the no, first relationship not, you've no, ever had. No. So you have found other things in other relationships that were deal breakers. Sure, and, and they abs- they show you other relationships are learning. They're you know they're 100%. and so you've now learned. What's the word I want there? Opportunities, learning opportunities. Learning opportunities. So you realize what is important to you, what is not important to you, like wh- you know, and so, and so, you so then you take what that in. Tortures, but it, you can tolerate. Kind, right? kind of, because I also think that, like, say in in previous relationships where that that closet door being left open sticks around much longer because it's also a sign of these other things are not happening. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you know, Aaron for ten fucking seconds, you know, the man gives a shit about everybody around him and does so much all the time. Yeah, he's that amazing. leaving a closet door open, it's like, man, that's a little annoying, but that's yeah, also but not like, super <laughs> rational for me to be annoyed right, right. now. I'm just gonna move It's on only with my annoying life. because the lights are off and I don't have my contacts in and then right. it's like I know I'm walking into a closet door. Right. <laughs> but, but so like... so in no in no way is that 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 can't be related as torture because she's in a loving relationship where it's a minor thing that's sort of, it's a blip on the radar where in previous relationships there was so much else going 
wrong that now that is kind of torture yeah, because it adds up yeah, to a big hole of you, torture. I completely understand what you're saying. And, and I think we're just talking about semantics at the idea of, we this, might be. of the word torture. Yeah, because is, again, the torture the torture word is, is definitely still throwing me yeah, off. Yeah, me too. I, I, I don't, don't resonate it. with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't either. I, I'm just mean it in terms, I think for me, like I said, it's in terms of like, I'm using... It's challenging. These things are challenges and in life. And for some people, that's a torture. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah, but some people torture... need to put things in perspective, and that's the <laughs> yeah, difference. Yeah, but you can't tell some... That's the same thing of saying somebody... Like, I, I mean, I, you can't say that, because you don't know what their perspective is. Everybody's perspectives are different. And it's true. And what, like I said, what's a deal breaker for me may not be a deal breaker for you. 100%. For me, a deal breaker was kids or no kids. That's... Uh, if we're not having kids, that's a deal breaker. For right. other people, they're like, "Sweet, that's a great thing." Oh, you want kids? That's a deal breaker. Right, but that's right. a so that's a deal breaker, and with you staying with somebody, but that's still something that got passed, and that you you can't relate that almost to to torture. Like that's a decision. Hey, I really need this, and if this can't happen, I I gotta go. I gotta yes, go because away. to some people having because I have two beautiful children yeah. that I absolutely love, and to me, they're not torture. It's not torture having these kids. Where I know other individuals that they're like. Would, it would just having a child around would be, oh my gosh, this is awful. I don't know how you guys feel about kids in general. I know you both get along pretty well with my kids. No, so I, I'm assuming I, I you're love kids. kids. I just want to give them back at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah but for that's sure. the idea. Yeah. Some people that don't want to, that, that, that same idea. So, you know what's torture? The children in screaming in your backyard at the school. Yeah, that's still atrocious. That's pretty torturous. Yeah. That I, I don't like. Long. I don't like See, collective for me, kids screaming. Oh, bro, it would bro. affect you. It is like yes, just. It, it sounds in the like, same way. Maybe. Do you know the sound of people on a roller coaster right when it drops? Yeah. Okay. Imagine those are all children, so their screams are very high pitched, and that pitch, just yeah. happens for like eight straight hours a day. Correct. Yeah. It's exhausting. Kind of like that. Yeah. It's kind of like that. <laughs> and then, <laughs> the, then you can still pick out words and stupid chants, and then the teacher just the has teacher. the worst voice Ugh, ever. With the stupid it's one of those megaphone. really, really annoying voice. <gasps> I found my torture. Uh, exactly. <laughs> That's to me. That is torture. No, I, 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 <laughs> like, I agree in the but aspect of. There's some of people. That might actually enjoy that. Oh yeah, my god, those what are psychopaths. But that's what I'm saying is people that I like. I love the sound of kids playing. I have two kids. People it's say a that all the world. time, and I literally want to record those children and be like, "Is this the sound of children playing that everyone talks about?" I think the sound <laughs> of a few kids playing it's is so adorable. cute. Like when the neighbors' it kids is, play, Nikki's yes, kids. That's so adorable. So cute. But a collective fifty to a hundred of them. Of them? I don't remember right kids screaming that much when I was a kid. I'm pretty sure it's. I don't remember kids screaming that much. Is that gagging the children? Is that what you're saying? So, Victor, I, I agree with you to a certain extent that you can't just tell everybody to get perspective. And I'm not just saying that in general, like you need to get perspective. No, but I'm we, saying you need to get perspective on people's perspective. And mm. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. I'm about to crack an egg of perspective all over your heads. <laughs> I, I think we all know people who ev everybody's journey is their own. Yes. Right. Agreed. So that is the biggest thing I, that I've I don't know what they've been through. You. And yeah. And my hardest thing is not somebody else's hardest thing. And so I would never, ever, ever compare. Yes. But when it comes to basic things, like basic things of just, you know, caring for yourself or or we all know somebody who is complaining about the stupidest shit. And it's usually less about the complaining and more about needing to be heard. And that's OK to a certain extent until you find somebody who once you talk to them about that or offer some advice or they've asked you for advice and then they just go off and do something completely different. And they stay in that same cycle. And um, they still keep complaining. Correct, right? yeah. correct. That that person is not ready to be helped. They need to get some perspective on what's really, really important in their lives. And so it's you can say that to somebody like that when they're ready to hear it, 
as opposed to saying to somebody else who's having a hard time figuring shit out, they just need to get some perspective. Well, no, no, no. You don't know where they've come from, and that's not a fair assessment to make at that point. My argument on that is sometimes, and I struggle with this too because I am a fixer. I am an advice right. giver. I oh, want to same. fix same. you and this. And I've come to realize sometimes it's not necessarily about fixing it. It's like, so these people, the same idea, there are people that will not take your advice and they will continue to complain because it's not actually about getting that fixed. That's not the problem. The problem is having somebody who cares. And the problem is having somebody who's willing to be there and care about them. The, the, the issue that is the problem is not necessarily the problem. It's the fact that they just need somebody to I completely care. I think my that's, problem that's is that said. we keep they just using need somebody to be there and, and hear. But we when keep they using this word torture, but nothing. I feel like if something in your life is truly torture, don't do that thing. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, if your job, if you hate your job so fucking much that you would use the word torture to describe it, get a new job. So then, let me pull this back in the fitness. <laughs> a fitness if job. Somebody feels like lifting weights in general, any type of resistance, and they just hate it. It's effing torture. Don't do it. No. I, I feel that's like... That, I just that's feel the one like I will disagree with. Here's I just what, feel like your happiness has to come before anything. And like, I don't want you to get in the gym and do the things if you're going to be that fucking miserable. Now, do I think people are probably over-exaggerating in every single situation which they think that resistance training is torture? Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> exactly what I'm now, saying. I, I will, I will you know, go back. If somebody now, if is, is legitimately, like legitimately happy. Legitimately happy. Or something like lifting. if someone has so much severe pain, maybe they have some condition or something where lifting is miserably torturous, then yeah, don't lift, obviously. Yeah. But I, like, I will agree with, do agree I think with if someone in perfect health if they think that, you know, getting in there and doing a bodyweight squat is torture, someone needs to pull their fingernails off because that's torture. You know See, what I mean? Like, they could I, be... Here's, here's the thing. No matter who you are, lifting weights would improve your life. And I guess I'm sure there's one... Percent sure, out yeah. there, 0.1% outlier where that's, that's not. Either if it's a physical disability that in... If you're a paraplegic... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, or you have like some syndrome or something. Who something, knows? but yeah. like even with with uh, uh, arthritis and things like that, like it it sucks to lift weights, but if you get through that, it starts to improve. So there there are still things. I, I'm going to say for the vast majority of the population, vast vast majority, resistance training will make you healthier, will make you live longer, will rewind that aging clock, um, and and will ultimately make you happier. I would think so, happier, but. But this saying, is why I'm saying, saying find that torture that's well, hold, comfortable hold on, for you. Hold on, but saying that if somebody is truly happy as they are and they don't give a shit about how resistance training would improve their lives, but they are happy, who am I to say, nah, man, you really need to change that shit? Yeah. Or if somebody is, is you know, what we would consider overweight, but their blood markers are good, they are truly, truly happy as they are. They do not deserve to be fat shamed. They do not need to be told to resistance train, even though I still think it that would, would improve yeah, their sure, life. It would, it would make improve them their life, but even healthier. But if they're happy, go be fucking happy. Because I'll tell you what, happiness is so damn hard to find for the yeah. average person these days. One, people don't know how to look. Two, people just naturally don't have a deep appreciation for the things that they do have. We yeah. always, always, always want more. And three, there's probably something else really good for three, but I'm spacing right I, now. I, I think so what is happiness? Ha I think with happiness, what's, what the biggest problem there is that people are like expecting happiness to like fall into their lap. Oh my God, They're this just whole manifestation like thing, do not get me started over on that happiness. bullshit. But well, I, think, I believe in manifestation. I, I believe you, in manifestation with action. I think you, you have to try there, to do oh. it. You know what I mean? You can't just you sit there and be like, oh no, I'm just going to manifest this. And maybe that 
that means you need to go to therapy. Maybe that means you need to lift. Maybe that means you need to leave your job and get a different different job. Maybe that means you need to get on a dating app or stop dating or whatever the situation is. Happiness is generally, most of the time, not going to magically appear in front of you. You have to put in some fucking effort. effort. So what is happiness? It's different for everybody. You want to know what my happiness is? No, like what I, I get, I guess... What is happiness? Okay, everybody gets there differently, but what? Oh, you know what? Is I'll tell you what happiness is. Happiness is having a deep appreciation for what you do have. That doesn't mean don't stop trying to get mm-hmm. better at, at things, but at every single stage of your life, be deeply appreciative for the good things you do have. So then my argument with that, so I'm going to play devil's advocate. Lay it on I, me. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying, doing. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I just don't want people listening going, he's such an asshole. Why does he keep the attack? But I'm just trying to get into the idea of, okay, so what we're saying is attain happiness. But if you're already happy, (laughs) at least chase happiness. But if you're already happy, by his definition right now, happiness is exactly being where you're at. Well, if I'm already there, then I've attained it. So what am I moving forward to? For more happiness, bigger happiness. So, what is happiness? I feel like no. there's a limit to happiness. It's, I feel it, like it's a state of mind. You well, know, it, it is, well, yeah. and it it could be still the same level of happiness. Like if your your happiness meter is at a hundred, but sitting still, you're not giving anything back to the world at that point. You're not not continuing to try and make yourself a better person for the people around you, for yourself, for your kids to look up to. In in your also scenario. giving other people happiness. Gives you happiness. Oh my God, absolutely. So it's like, if you've reached maximal happiness, which I don't really think is even really a thing, but if you do, spread the happiness. Spread the happiness. I've read before that helping others is a very selfish act. Oh you my heard God. this? I've, I've heard that argument too. Like, there's I'm no. I'm sure there's selfish ways to do that. There's no, no, there's, there's no unselfish way to help somebody else because you can do it without <laughs> expecting anything in return. But you get happiness out of it, so uh-huh. now it's quote unquote oh, selfish. Yeah, I, see. I don't buy that. It's yeah. okay. It's okay for you to seek out things that make you feel good, but giving somebody something with no expe- expectation of something in return, I still think you can you can term that selfish in this twisted way if you want. But just because it makes you feel that good feels to like help angry other people, people, just trying to make happy people does. seem unhappy. So you know what I struggle <laughs> with a lot in, in the same kind of realm. So I love the idea of helping people, and I I just brought that up. I don't necessarily prescribe to that either. Right. Um, but I struggle with the social media realm where I, I'm, I mean, I'm a victim like anybody else who gets sucked down the rabbit hole watching reels and videos and stuff. I mean, we talk about them all the time because I'm literally watching them all the time because I'm, you know, a social media victim as well. But all these social media people who do good things but film it yeah, and post it right. on social media, part of me is like, that's so awesome. And then... On the same side, I'm like, why are you filming it? Like, why is this a thing? Yeah. There's two but sides to I, that coin. Yeah, I was going to say, there but are. the other part of that, it, then, I, then I flip back around, mm-hmm. and I'm like, but they filmed it, so they made money, so they can do it more. So is that good? Is it bad? Should I do that? Because I would love to help people. Like, I see all these videos of people doing... The one that I'm really on right now is this grass-cutting guy. Oh, he goes, I love this guy. Yes. He goes out... I don't remember the name of Me neither. Thing, he just cuts people's like grass JB for free. Like, JB or something, but... JB mowing or something like that. But he... Finds lawn, like he'll be driving around. He owns a lawn mowing like janky, company, real messed up lawns. Yes, totally destroyed lawns, and he does them for free just oh. to film them because he gets so many views off of them. Right. Yes, and so he also gets to help those people. Sometimes he's done abandoned um, thing, but he films the whole process. It is very satisfying to watch, it is super satisfying. Yeah, and 
he does good for people, and sometimes they are super. Like I can think of one off the top of my head where the guy was uh, a veteran, and he just couldn't get around anymore. Uh. And he ended up asking to do his, and he did it completely for free. And it was like it took him all day, like eight hours of like working at this one yard to get right. it to. And like that's awesome. I really enjoy that content. I love the positivity of content. But then I'm also like, I mean, but should you be filming this, man? Just do it. And it's, I, it's I like, think why it's good because it? in this weird world that we live in where social media kind of rules our lives, we are seeing people do acts of kindness. And I think that in itself has some positivity. Like, I get what you're saying because, like, you know, it's doing it for views and money. But, like, at least he's not doing it for views and money and doing something awful. Right. <laughs> Which, know? I mean, that, that happens, too. That with happens all these all fucking time. people that's... running around trying to prank everybody. Oh, yeah, that's so right. I, I, I look at this. It, I think you're thinking about it too deeply, trying to, to find the selfish aspect to a certain extent. Um, and let's not just, necessarily selfishness. I don't think that's I, it. I, I'm just using that for an, an easy term. But let's, okay. let's say 50-50 out of all the positive things that are being filmed on social media, 50% of them are purely for vanity and monetary reasons, and the other 50% are done a little more selflessly. I don't think it matters because the message is still getting out there that, oh, look, we can do nice, nice things for people for at this point. For each other, yeah. And for, and for each other. So the people that are picking up on that may not be as business-oriented, but still go out and do acts of kindness for that. And, and, you know, if that spreads, I don't think it could hurt anything at that point. So who cares if 50% of them were, were vanity and making their own brand? Because, you know, we all need to succeed in some way, shape, or form in this, in this world as it is. And the success, that's what my struggle with that is. Mm -hmm. Their success also allows them to continue to do correct, good things. Good things. Yeah. Correct. Like, it, the one of the ones that the, the style of the one that bothers me is the people that just go around and give money to people. And, and they I'm just like, film it, yeah. Yeah, and weird. they just film it. They're like, it's really popular right now. I've seen so many different people do it where they'll go to a restaurant mm -hmm. and the server and they're like, name your tip. And uh, then yeah. they just name them and they give them this huge. Um, or a uh, car or something crazy. Yeah, yeah. this huge amount of, uh, of money or whatever. And it's so popular, but you get a ton of views. So you get to make some money off of it. Yeah, so then those, you are, can those use are the ones that, that I kind of have a gripe with also. That, I think that's the ones that I... Because like, like you're that filming this person, one, yeah. now you're involving them and their personal life in yeah. your video kind of to a weird extent where now they have to on video be like overly grateful for this weird thing and you're filming them. I don't know, that's just kind of uncomfortable to me. It is. You know? Or you get the people out of come up begging like for, for money and they do it in sometimes a weird way, sometimes not. And yeah. then the person that gives them anything, then they buy their groceries or give them money. Oh yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I had to come up and act like I'm broke and Correct. then they're nice to me. And then I give them a thousand dollars cause they were nice yeah, to me. Yeah, Which yeah. honestly, and, like, and what's the message there? Like entrapment. there's, there's a That's lot of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, there's, there's a lot of people that drives that, me insane. There's yeah. a lot of people that are, are begging and a, a good amount of them, like this has been shown probably make more money than I do. Like they'll just be out there. They, they had one that was offered a job or something like that. And the, the guy was like, no, I make more money out here, man. And, and that's fine. Like you go do you. But if I gave everybody who was begging some money, I wouldn't have any money to live. Yeah. So what's, what's the message here? No, give everything you have to, to everybody. And then, you know, you'll get it all back or something. I, I don't know. It, it's I, just, it's a shitty stance to take. And for the people that really do need help, um, I mean, that almost makes it a little more difficult, too. I, I think the people who really need help yeah. deserve to get help, and I don't have the answer for that, and I certainly can't afford to help them. It's kind of like my question I just gave you, like, what is happiness? What is kind? What is being kind? Because we say all the time, be kind to people. Like, be nice. And I, and I try really hard, but again, like, especially in Savannah, there are 
there's a I mean, I guess there's other cities that are it's bigger, but just walking around downtown, there are a lot of homeless yeah. people and just yeah. people asking for money. And if you and I occasionally give money here and there, but I also feel weird giving money because I'm like I, I would rather buy you a meal, dinner or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, like I'd rather like hey, like the one. So going back to the social media thing about them filming it, the ones that I do like. Have you ever seen where it's somebody who's not well off or whatever like that, and they'll pick them up and then they just take them on this awesome day. Oh, I love when they go and like they take Disney. them to Disney World yeah. or something. That's so fun. I like, saw one Imagine where they think they're getting picked up for a job and right. they're like, That's what are we exactly doing today? What it was. We're going to Disney World. You know how <laughs> Dope. Like, you can go, they're, they're, like, they're like day workers, you yeah. know, like day work. They'll go and pick up like three day workers and then they'll pay them with their day wage and take them to Disney for the day. And it's cute because they like, they've whole... never been to Disney before. Yeah. Okay. So all they right. got the little ears and they're going on all the rides and it is really cute. I hear what you're saying. Uh-huh. But you could do that and not film it also. That's <laughs> exactly my yeah. case. But on the flip, this is my biggest struggle with that. But it's a cool idea and I like, like that they're spreading it. And they made money off that so they can do it again. Yeah. Correct. And they can keep doing it because I can't do that. Yeah. I can't afford to just keep doing and that. And again, so it, yeah, it exactly. kind of goes back to... I would to, love to do that, but that kind of goes back to the guy mowing all the lawns too. Like, we're going to mow lawns until he goes broke. So it, yeah. it's probably is for the better yeah. that he is making money so he yeah. can continue to do that. I, in my brain, it's such a struggle because I was always taught if you're going to do something nice, yeah. just do it. And, and, and I is, do things for people and I don't... Well, like I purposely... I even think about it. Like I sh- have this mental struggle when I do uh, something that's kind or nice and then I'm like... I mean, I feel weird that I just did it and didn't tell anybody now. Like, I almost like, because I'm in this weird social media realm that I'm like, should I have videoed that? Should no, I because this, that? this no. is, should I have, that's not if your I had a social huge media social media following. Well, how do you think that they was grew? what I was? Well, true, yeah. but do you really want to grow that as your If track? I could help more people, why not? If we could start something as our podcast, yeah. filming, going out and doing something positive and good in the world and made got millions of views and were able to do more of that, wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, but that's, that's why, technically that's gotta, what we're trying to do right now, though, too. Like, that's got to start somewhere. Well, this is the podcast. Yes. I mean, if people more, more people got into it, which, by the way, if you're listening, please like and subscribe to all of our stuff because, you know. <laughs> oh, and share and stuff. We, yeah, and share it with your friends. And if even if they're not friends, just people on the street, <laughs> just go share. Because <laughs> share it with them. I hear what you're saying, Victor. I, I think that you know if that was our general concept, like if we had a social media account and the concept was you know acts of kindness or whatever, yeah. then yeah, absolutely. I think that would be cool as fuck, and and it would be fun, and hopefully could be sustainable. Maybe you're not making money off of it, but maybe it's sustainable. You know what but I mean? But we are a like fitness-oriented podcast. Now, if we get a big following and start to make money, then we could have charity drives or donate and things like that. And I'd be all about that life. Yeah, but do you have to... So I guess what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Ugh, yes. Tough question. Like, so in this, do you, <laughs> chicken make, came do you have to make the egg. money first before you can do the charity donation? Or do we do the charity stuff and then maybe the money comes after that? I mean, I, I think you need to have at least a little bit of a following before you just kick yeah. in a charity. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I, I, I do. So I just I'm told not you. trying to put you on the spot. I don't no, no, that's... I just told you. It's great. <laughs> I just told you. It's great. Yeah, I hear like, there's, a saying, p- yeah. there's a pizza place, thinking of your business because you make guys have pizza. There's a pizza place in New York, I think it is, where you can pay for a slice of pizza mm-hmm. and put it up on the wall. Mm-hmm. And like somebody a homeless can walk in and take one of the slices of pizza, like the the coupons off the wall mm-hmm. and go redeem it for a slice of pizza. So people will go there that I'll get my two slices and I'll pay for a third one. Yep. And they put a tag up on the wall. I think that's the coolest thing, but that place did not do that to become famous. Yeah. 
they just do that and people video it and do it all the time. So that has been huge. And I think that's awesome. And I think that is also blown up because people know about it. So now they go more mm-hmm. often to do the slice of pizza thing. I, I don't know. I just love <laughs> going back to the statement of it's selfish to be kind of like, <laughs> I get such a rush out of being kind and doing right. something cool for somebody that they like i think that should make you feel good and i and think it you does. need to murder so, like, the I, part like, of your brain that thinks it's selfish just yeah. murder it i i just want to do more of it so i'm like where is this line of that like i have always since i've been young had this calling for home to people who are homeless like it, it just there was a guy who was homeless who lived down our on our street when i was growing up and i remember i grew up in pennsylvania where it's cold and it snows and it's not cold all the time, but it, it gets cold. And I remember being wintertime, and it was really cold. And I bet I was young. I was probably like nine-ish, I'm going to guess, 10, some, 9 to 12, somewhere in there. Okay. And I was begging my mom to let this guy, because we, we had a, a, in the back of our house, we had like a laundry room slash extra bathroom that had a heater, like a an old, like electric heater that you had to turn the knob and it made all these crazy noises and it was like if you touched it you would burn yourself kind of deal but yeah and I begged her to please let him stay in that back room because it was so cold I'm not like I'm tearing up just thinking about it um and my mom was like and I had I had no concept of danger yes what could happen I just was like I felt this calling to this like yeah like and she was like no but here's what we'll do She's like, we can take him some blankets. And so we got some blankets together and we went down and we chatted with this guy for, uh, I don't even know how long. My young person, it felt like forever, but it probably was five minutes long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. my concept of time didn't, was not great. Still uh, not great. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Um, so we took these blankets down to him and it's this memory that I have ingrained yeah. in me. And it's always been something that I've, I felt like this calling towards helping and I'm so I haven't done anything about it because I just don't know, and I feel so like frozen. That's not the yeah, right word. Yeah, I, I like, think sometimes in this do. scenario, if you're just a one human and that's something that you're super interested in, there's already organizations that you could like volunteer for right. who do oh, that a kind yeah. of a thing. So like. That's what I would say. Like, you're busy. You have a life. You've got a wife. You've got kids. you got to sing. you got a little shit. Like, maybe you don't have time to start your own nonprofit or whatever. Volunteer your time or donate to that yeah. organization that already exists. I had a couple of guys that... nonprofit or anything, but, like, whatever, just different you know. acts of things. Like, there what... Are. I had yeah. a couple of guys I was stationed with. They used to just, uh, every once a week or something, bring uh, a whole shit ton of cheeseburgers down to the homeless mm-hmm. section of uh, town and then they'd pass out cheeseburgers. You know, and that's, that's something that you, you can feasibly financially sustain. Like I can't give every homeless person money. I don't have that much money. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I need to live too. And I, I, you get real into a, a quite the uh, philosophical conundrum when you're like, well, there are people in other countries who have absolutely nothing world torn, you know, places. And I'm, living it up over here like been mm-hmm. very very blessed like am i supposed to feel bad about that how i was born and and what i've i've chosen to do like it's it's a real shitty hole to fall into i think that idea of where you were saying yeah. earlier about the one to two years in the military abroad oh, is one go. of those things because so many people just have no concept of the things that we have here in the states yeah, we got a lot of other first world problems don't. over here that i feel like 
could use some eye opening. Right? Yeah, yeah. Again, There's it's so many people that are like, "Oh, it's so I." I'm like, you don't even realize how like yeah. it could be so much worse. Yeah, but it's also and I, and it's funny it's hearing a 16 year old like complain to a four year old. You know it, what I mean? It, like, it, it is that comparing your happiness with someone else's happiness. You're you're right, Mike. It's kind of like a spiral. Yeah, you know where it's like it's going to be hard for you to feel happy if you're constantly either comparing yourself to someone who has it better than you. Or also comparing it to someone who has it worse than you. Yes, you need to consider those things because that kind of helps you realize that you have it Absolutely. good. Yep. But then you might also start beating yourself up and being like, well, man, am I living above my means? Do I need to be, yeah. you know? Should I be doing more? Yeah, more? I, mean, I guess we so, should always be doing a little bit more. Don't get me wrong. But I, I just, I think it really, to, to keep from falling into that hole and just being someone happy, be grateful for all the things you do have and feel bad for other people. And when you're in a spot that you can help, by all means, help. Yeah, but like important. you can't feel guilty for yeah. how and or where you were born. Like that's a road to insanity as far yeah. as that goes. Agreed. And don't feel guilty about cha- like I also. This is a really weird conversation that we ended up getting into, but <laughs> I have felt like there are definitely times where we talk about fitness and we're doing things and we're talking about buying these extra foods and doing mm-hmm. this, and I'm like. That's tough for a lot of people. Can be. Yeah. There are some things that are there, and I'm very grateful for where I'm at. And I, I'm, I'm trying to not. This is also maybe why this has really been weighing heavy on me lately about the doing other things for other people is because I've had the means to be able to buy these extra foods and do right. these things and create success for me. So yeah, I mean, it would be maybe a fucking a lot harder if we did not have the financial means to. Buy yeah. the extra protein, have the home gym, have the gym membership, whatever the situation is. I mean, yes. Is it still doable? Yeah, probably. That's, that's when people but, are dealing with chicken, rice, But fuck, man, these people oatmeal. probably also have like a lot of other fucking things that maybe priority-wise, priority you know, fitness is down on the priority list. I think maybe this is a neat time that I'm bringing this up literally right now. This is not staged for our podcast at all, but I think maybe we should put together some sort of event thing of by the podcast let's do like some sort of i'm doing an event for the bar right now to raise funds for the first city pride center it's later this month and man the community has come out like a bunch of other local businesses have donated like raffle items and stuff like that it is like overwhelming and it's a lot of work but we could absolutely do something yeah i think that would be like a, a finding my fit at 40 podcast sponsored event kind yeah. of deal and we and i'm thinking like it doesn't have to be like a full out like yeah, party event like what you're yeah. doing, but something like let's organize some people together Her- and do something active like what let's if we, go clean yeah, a beach. Let's get everybody out and go like walk the beaches. Some kind of a weekly workout thing where we offer it for free on or maybe not weekly, maybe monthly, maybe whatever. Whatever we can figure, yeah. you know, where people can come and do I don't know some shit. Learn how to squat or. Yeah, oh, that's a neat yeah, idea. Then. Work yeah. on some form things. Yeah, hey, let's do like a. That. That's a neat Absolutely. idea. I'm down. If you have injuries, you're trying to figure out how to work around. You want yeah. to be active, or you just need information, or yeah. you just want to hang out with some people that have like the same mindset. Because like sometimes surrounding yourself with people with a similar mindset helps you kind of like chase those goals. Networking you know? is yeah. such a huge thing. Finding people that have similar goals to network with yeah. to be able to get on the right page. I know as when I started in music around here. I, it was really tough at first to get a foothold mm-hmm. because you just need to connect with other musicians. And now I really have dove into the idea of connecting. I'll even hang out at sometimes at open mics to see if I can meet new music musicians to try That's to smart. be like, to connect with, to just to have 
other people because we have players all the time that are like, hey, I can't do this, or a drummer that moves away, or a, yeah. that was a personal experience. Our drummer left. She it moved. did sound oddly specific. Yeah. It did sound oddly um, specific. <laughs> but it happens all the time. I, I, I've in the, I mean, I've been playing music since I've been, uh, I've, I've been professionally, quote unquote, I say that because I've been getting paid, but I don't know, I wouldn't consider myself a professional since I've been 18. Except that but, is, though, if you're getting paid to yeah, do something. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I mean, like, where it's been my He's career. He's not Justin Bieber, okay, Michael? Yeah. yeah. You, I don't think you have to be to it's, make a living. It's been, you know? I've been making a living at it for about 10 years now, and uh, but I've been playing and making any money at it since I've been about 18, and from that time, I've probably played with a hundred different musicians. Yeah, and I think in the fitness world, you know, it can be kind of hard to meet people because, like, at, you know, at an yeah. open mic, right? These people are they're There's selling themselves. You can't just go hang out at the yeah, gym. Yeah, you go and to the like, gym. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> it is. They're working out, and you're like, yeah. "Hey, bud, so that's I think some cool weight you're, ha- you're lifting there." It's and I know when I go, I if, when I was going to the gym. I have headphones in, and I'm like, yeah. don't look at me. It's kind of a weird space. To tra- but I think if we do some kind of an event where the, the purpose is meeting other people, we're all there in a social setting, then I think that would be cool. Also, I would love to make more friends who have, you know, some fitness goals. So I think yeah. that would be a fun concept. All right. Well, let's get that. Well, after we get Barbells and here, booze. Ooh. <laughs> Barbells and booze. Actually, that's not a bad idea. That's not terrible. That's yeah. not terrible. Yeah. Um, you like that? You come up with some catchy stuff, Michael. Oh. That Thank dome. <laughs> Speaking of you, you want to give me an intro? <gasps> Grippy's culinary concoctions. Boop, boop, boop. I love how excited you get. <laughs> I do. I get very excited. <laughs> you do. I w- oh, man. Welcome to my culinary concoctions. <laughs> uh, thank you, Michael. You're very welcome. <laughs> um, I really don't have anything super interesting for today, but we were um, talk- we talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, sometimes I have cravings for things, and I find that just making them in a better way works. So, like, do you guys like nachos? <laughs> right? Am I human? Yeah. So I don't know. Sometimes I question that. So, so yeah, that's true. Could be an alien. Yeah. Um, but aliens probably would like nachos. Yeah. So. I would, yeah. yeah. That'd be weird if they didn't. Um, so, yeah, basically, right? We like it. Chips, meat, delicious shit, right? So, I do this. I make them for Aaron and Matt all the time. They call them creepy nachos. But um, we just take your chips. You pick out the good ones, right? You get... So what kind of chips do you use? Uh, well, the good ones. The good ones. What's no, wrong kidding. with this guy? Um, <laughs> I think recently I used the on the border chips, but just like tortilla chips. Oh, so you can just also standard tortilla chips. You can okay. use Quest chips if you're feeling extra proteiny. I usually don't. I don't feel like they toast up very well. All right. But what I like to do there is like now my portions are more controlled. When you make nachos, generally it's like a bunch of chips. Your meat to chip ratio is all garbage. It's way off. It's way off. So I make individual chips. I make however much meat I want. If I want eight ounces of chicken or six ounces of chicken or whatever, and I individually make my nachos. I love that. Yeah. And you put, you know, what do you want to have on there? You want jalapenos on there if you're into lettuce and tomatoes or whatever the hell you're into. I'm not into that crap, but, <laughs> you know. Um, and then, generally, I put a little bit of cheese on there, but we could make the protein, the protein cheese, cheese and put that on there. Woo. I bet you that would be probably yeah, That'd be after, good. But Woo. I usually like to do I put it and I bake them. So that, you know, they're like a little toasty and, and super good. And then every chip you take is like the perfect meat to chip ratio. You want nachos, not just Yeah, I'm you, pretty Michael. hungry now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like that concept, it's less of a, of a recipe, more of a concept where like you can still have those things and you can make the protein to all your other macro ratio. With, with very little changes too yeah, to kind of make it a, a, a healthier choice. Yeah. I feel like that's just a good mentality in terms of all of this stuff that it, with all of these recipe things, when we were calling them protein hacks and all mm-hmm. that, is 
it's just a little twist mm-hmm. and just being a little bit more conscious about what you're doing makes such a huge difference in the yes. macro, like the overall. You build you, everything I mean, yeah, you around make these nachos, protein. You do. You can put the nacho, the, the cheese on there. I use the Greek yogurt, the plain Greek yogurt, yeah. as sour cream. Yeah. So I'm like sour cream because I'm like. Which tastes just like sour cream. I'm a big hoe for sour cream. It's such a weird thing. It is right? so yeah. weird that it does. Yeah. No, it's Have not. Have you guys heard about these Oreos and sour cream situation that's going on on TikTok? You're, wait, you're what hurts? Negative. What? Huh? Have you heard about this? No, obviously not. People were taking Oreos and sour cream, and then you eat them, and then like your brain takes that in, and it tastes like cheesecake. I have not tried this. Yeah, I'm not but if anyone that. wants to try it and report back, I'm not doing that. That sounds like a recipe for disaster. I think that you should do it, Michael. If I do that, well, if I do, and I it works or... out, like, the entire bag of Oreos chips. is gone. I know. I don't <laughs> buy Oreos. I feel like I have don't to buy get, them at the gas sleep. station get or something. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the way to go. That's the so, way to go. What if I mean we just said how sour cream and Greek yogurt is like the same thing? Yeah, we could it, try, it, I thought the same thing. Yogurt? I was like, I bet it would work with Greek yogurt, and then I'm getting high protein Oreos. Yeah, yeah that's well, what that's, I'm thinking. Yeah, that, I mean that's how I make Higher my cheesecakes. Protein. My high protein cheesecakes. Mm. Is Tell me with more about the that, Michael. Greek yogurt. I mean, the whole thing was like 160 grams of protein. Oof. I think 1,800 calories. Wow. Yeah. Sounds so amazing. that could just be your whole day meal. Correct. Protein. That is correct. What did you eat today? A cheesecake. Uh, cheesecake. <laughs> a cheesecake. I'm gonna pay for it later. <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> worth it. Uh, <laughs> worth it. I did that with that ice cream when I made that protein ice cream. Yeah. For I it? ate it as a meal. I, no, oh. I did not pay for I it. I did not pay for it. Um, yeah, that reminds me. Have you guys tried that Oreo flavor? The new one. It's s'mores. It's like a graham cracker Oreo, and it's got. I'm on this fitness journey. I do not eat cookies. I do not eat junk food. This guy over here. I do not eat donuts for you. I do not eat anything that is not healthy. I had a protein shake and a pastry this morning after (laughs) my workout. I'm lying tremendously. I I can tell by your tone. I don't really do Oreos though. I'm just not a big Oreo guy in general. I don't like regular Oreos. I like double stuffed. And I like a lot of the random flavors that if they I'm gonna have. Eat, there are some if really I'm going to eat them, flavors. the double stuff are better because the ratio is better. I it's actually, a ratio. I yeah. like the thins because I'm, I like the cookies more than the icing. I don't and really see, like it, when I, like when I have the thins, it almost makes just me sick when me I put like them I was in my crazy. face. <laughs> and I don't know like what I it is. Crazy. I feel a little sick. I'm like, there's just not, something's not right. I don't think I've ever eaten a thin in my life because it says thin and I'm not that guy. I don't like, double stuff is gross to me. I'm like not into it. I love double stuff. And I dip it. Every one of those gets dipped. The Brookio? Super good. Did I have that one? Oh, I think so. Probably it was really the red velvet. Super good. I still haven't had those. Yeah, we haven't been able to find them. I'm for yeah, they need to, to put them out seasonally so you have to hoard them like a little dragon. Shambles. Yeah. It's Did you say like a dragon? Yeah. Yes, dragons hoard they treasure. They hoard things. Idiot. <laughs> You're so stupid. Like he's never seen any sci-fi ever. <laughs> that is not where my brain would have gone at all. <laughs> Oh my god. Really? Gosh. What kind of hoarding mythical animal were you thinking of? <laughs> uh, <laughs> ridiculous. I would be an Oreo dragon. Absolutely. And I would have a horde of Oreos. Horde of Oreos. And flavors. dragons can't get fat. So Yeah, that's perfect. like scientifically they just burn proven. off their calories. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're getting delirious. I think yeah. everybody I learns think that's probably a good so much today point. on yeah. our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, if there's anything uh, you guys think would be cool that we did yeah, give us as ideas a, for yeah. our event. People. Yeah, that would be that Let would be super helpful. Brains. Cool. Hit us up on socials. Uh, like, subscribe to the podcast. 
uh, hit the little bell thing because you get notifications when new ones come out. All that fun stuff. Love Do that, all those yeah. things. I didn't even a real bell, and I was like, what? Yeah, I didn't <laughs> get it either. Ding. Ring the bell, everyone. Ring the bell. We hear it. I didn't get it. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, be kind. Be empathetic. You don't know what somebody's torture is. And uh, find what you're comfortable with and to succeed. We talked about it with fitness. You've got to find the stuff that works for you. That's To me, that's what that torture, the whole thing. To seek to, out discomfort. To synapsis the whole thing. Synapse. Um, <laughs> I think your brain synapses is just this fucked up yeah, with that what? one. <laughs> yeah. Seek out discomfort so that your comfort time is more comfortable. Yeah. Well, oh, comfort inception. Mm, that mm. is comfort inception, the crap out people. Mm. We love you. We'll see you next week. Me too. No sounds. <laughs>